Welcome in, everyone, to Football Friday, presented by Angels Alive. Just me today. Merry Christmas, everyone. Christmas Eve. Great to be here. I know I'm very, very late. Alarm didn't go off, so we'll get through it, though. We got uh, got some games going on, so uh, games to go through. Nothing. There's literally no sports today, so... Uh, yeah, we got a. I don't know what we're gonna do in no this force today. So, um, interesting time to say the least. There was supposed to be a bowl game today. Hawaii had to back out. Um, so, there's nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing in any of the leagues today. Um, let's go over the bowl games from the week here, though. Starting off the. Uh, Myrtle Beach Bowl presented by Tax Act. We already told you Tulsa won 30-17 to uh, during the Monday show. But here are all the stats. Davis Brin, very good. Um, no turnovers for him. Hayden Wolf for Old Dominion did have one turnover. But it was the running game. Shamari Brooks, um, 4.1 yards per carry. Blake Watson was good for the, the um, Monarchs as well. And Josh Johnson downfield third eight for one twenty nine and a touchdown, and then uh, defensively, my player of the game is Jordan Young for the Old Dominion Monarchs. Ten tackles, eight of them solo, a sack, three tackles for loss, and then you also had uh, Old Dominion's corner Lamarian Jones return the opening kickoff hundred yards for a touchdown. Uh, sorry for the background noise. You know we got my. My dad's trying to get the new floor in at the house uh, before Christmas tomorrow, so we got the OJ flowing. You know, we're living life. So, uh, Tulsa cover, minus 7.5, under 55. Tuesday, famous Idaho Potato Bowl, Wyoming, crushing Kent State, 52-38 to high-scoring affair like I knew it would be with Kent State. Uh, Dustin Crum, good. I, I mean, again, it's one of those games where it's like, well, you know, what else can the quarterback do? I mean, 63%, 3.16, four touchdowns through the air, 70 yards on the ground and a touchdown. The issue was is that Levi Williams outdueled Dustin Crum, and his legs were the biggest part of that. Uh, nine for 11, didn't have to throw it all very much, 81.8%. 127 yards, one touchdown. But then look at the rushing. 16 carries, 200 yards, and four touchdowns. First QB ever in bowl game history to run for 200 yards and four touchdowns. Um, for Kent State, though, they had a, two, a pair of 100-yard rushers at running back, 125 for Marquez Cooper, and 109 for Brian Bradford. You know, Zavian Balladay, my my favorite player for Wyoming. He scored a touchdown, seventy nine yards on the ground. Um, they had Trey Smith score a touchdown on the ground, and the ground attack was just absolutely dominant against the Kent State defense. Uh, Dante Cephas four for one sixteen and a touchdown. Nike Johnson seven for one hundred one, uh, two hundred yard receivers for the Golden Flashes. And uh, defensively, I am going with Kent State. Savon Taylor Davis, uh, six tackles, four of them solos, two sacks, two tackles for loss. Wyoming minus three covered and over 60 and a half hit. Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. Lucas Johnson, um, Yeah, he lit he lit UTSA up, man. Uh, no doubt about that. The um, yeah, Lucas Johnson was really the biggest story uh, of the Frisco Bowl. Uh, I was disappointed by the UTSA defense. I mean, 
Conference USA champions against the Mountain West runner-up. I thought it was going to be a good game. It it was. It was a, a relatively good game. UTSA, um, they were there, and and they just could not get over the passing attack from from Johnson and uh, the Aztecs. It started out well for UTSA. They were actually up um, seventeen to fourteen. Uh, they were they were up fourteen to seven at the end of the first quarter, and then only down seventeen to fourteen at the halftime, and then they got outscored um, twenty one to ten at in the second half. Um, so you know went into the fourth quarter down one touchdown and didn't do anything. In the fourth quarter, so yeah, disappointing uh, for a really good UTSA team. I but um, yeah, as you can see though, Lucas Johnson, the star, three thirty-three, three touchdowns, also ran one in. Frank Harris wasn't terrible; he did throw a pick, uh, but two seventy-one, two touchdowns. Sincere McCormick didn't play in this game. I think that was a big factor. Greg Bell, however, for San Diego State, 101 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Uh, Brendan Brady didn't do a terrible job. I mean, 4.8 yards per carry on 16 touches, uh, 16 carries and a, and a touchdown. Uh, the, the biggest issue, like I said, the passing game for San Diego State and then Jesse Matthews. I had no idea what I invested in this a fund that gives was doing. Uh, UTSA's defense didn't cover Jesse Matthews the entire game. As you can see, 11 receptions, 175 yards, and two touchdowns made no sense. It's like, bro, every time they throw the ball, that's that's where they're going. So, no idea why Jesse Matthews was uncovered every play. Uncovered every single play. And... Defensively, I know I don't have the defensive stats on there because they posted them late. Um, I'm going with San Diego State uh, defensive lineman Jonah Tavai. He had uh, six tackles, three of them solo, one sack, and two tackles for loss. San Diego State cover minus three over forty-eight. Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl uh, Army eking it out over Missouri, twenty-four twenty-two. Their first Power Five win uh, since twenty seventeen on a game-winning field goal by kicker Cole Talley. Uh, Brady Cook, the true freshman. Showed out 238 and touchdown. Lands for 53 yards and a touchdown. Pass option also the ability to run it in. My bad. Slant caught touchdown. My bad, y'all. My bad. Absolutely ridiculous. Um. But yeah, Army is very good in this game. Jacoby Buchanan was outstanding. Uh, I know it's only 3.2 yards per carry, 68 yards on a touchdown. But he he bulldozed the Mizzou defense a lot of the game. Um, and Jabari lost at the end. You know, he only threw it four times, completed two of them with 21 yards, ran for 15 yards. His run set up the field goal, essentially. Um... Christian Anderson got hurt in this game, so that's... Tyler Tyler did a, a good enough job. He only didn't have to do much. He only touched it four times. Um, so... Yeah, and... Uh, yeah, not much... Not many big wow-you stats on offense, but... 
Um, defensively, a lot of tackles, a lot of tackles for loss. Um, I am going to go with Andre Carter, though, for Army. Three tackles, three solos, uh, one sack, two tackles for loss, and two QB hits. Two QB hurries, I should say. Missouri cover plus seven, under 54. Fresco Football Classic presented by Ryan. Miami, Ohio getting it done, 27-14 over North Texas. And it was like I said it would be. Brett Gabbert was the difference, 228, two touchdowns. Um, he got some help by Kenny Tracy, 92 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Uh, but Gre Brett Gabbert was a, was, a, was a great game for him. Uh, Austin Allen. Uh, not so much the same yardage, 228, but two picks. Did have a rushing touchdown there. Uh, UNT wasn't doing much on the ground at all, all day. Dude, that's like five yawns. I don't know what is, what is happening right now. Um, the Red Hawks star receiver, Jack Sorensen, seven receptions, 116 yards. And then, uh, defensively, I'm going to go with UNT, actually. Gabriel Murphy, their defensive end. Eight tackles, one solo, one and a half sacks, two tackles plus. Every time we do a UNT game, man, the Murphy brothers always both show up. Gabriel and Grayson, so. Miami, Ohio cover, minus two, under 56 and a half. Union Home Mortgage, Gasparilla Bowl. Uh, UCF, 29-17 over Florida. Good interstate battle there. And again, Florida was up in this game early on. And uh, UCF stormed back in the second half because of Isaiah Bowser. Uh, 35 carries in a bowl game, 155, two touchdowns for Bowser for the Golden Knights there. Uh, yeah, the freshman, Mikey Keene, didn't have to do much. Uh, Emory Jones was terrible. I mean, under 40%. Did throw for 171 on 14 completions, but still. I mean, the, the man's transferring, and I don't know who would pick him up based off a of 40% completion percentage in a bowl game against UCF, whose defense has not been that great this year. Uh, so, one thing Florida looked good at was the running game. Malik Davis, Emory Jones, Damian Pierce, all very good in the running game. Uh... Davis and Pierce both scoring touchdowns. Ryan O'Keefe was everywhere. The <clears throat> the superstar wide receiver for the Knights. Uh, seven receptions, 85 yards, and a touchdown. And also ran the ball four times for 110 yards. It's crazy. Uh, defensively, I am going with Brenton Cox Jr. for Florida, though. Five tackles, all of them solo. One sack, four tackles for loss, and a QB hurt. UCF plus seven, uh, under 56. Let's get to Monday special Raiders getting the win in Cleveland. 16-14 game winner by Daniel Carlson. Um, yeah, Derek Carr turned it over twice. Nick Mullins didn't have to do much-ish. They leaned on him when they had to get the ball down the field to, to take the lead 14-13. Nick Chubb was his usual self, 91 yards and a touchdown. Um, Josh Jacobs, 94 total yards off 17 touches. And uh, annoyingly, Foster Moreau caught 7 for 65 on 9 targets, which screwed me over in fantasy. Uh, the man hadn't been doing anything in the absence of Darren Waller. And Hunter Renfro didn't do anything in this game. As you can see, he's not on here. Uh, really disappointing for Hunter Renfro, the fantasy playoffs, bro. Like, I needed you in a couple leagues, and you didn't come through at all. Um, that's Derek Carr's fault, not yours. Obviously, you can't throw the ball yourself. So, Derek Carr, you screwed me over. Uh, Zay Jones also, weirdly enough, nine targets, six for 67, the leading receiver in the game. Just weird on a, on a weird Monday. Um, and defensively, I am going to go with 
Browns corner, Greedy Williams, two tackles, both solos, two pass deflections, and a pick. Browns plus three covered, uh, under 41.5. That was also annoying. Raiders, I had you minus 2.5. Couldn't even do that against the third-string quarterback. That's very sad. Monday Night Football, though. Vikings 17-9 over the Bears. Uh, Justin Fields, didn't, I didn't think he looked terrible. At, um, you know, I lost the, the same game parlay based off Vikings players, which I wouldn't think would happen. You know, Justin Fields passing yards hit. Cole Komet receptions and receiving yards hit. And then, you know, Dalvin Cook touchdown doesn't hit. Kirk Cousins. Um, or no, it was Con Tyler Conklin receptions didn't hit. I was like, hey. But anyways, uh, this was a gross, sloppy game. The Vikings had multiple, multiple chances to uh, make this thing a blowout, and they didn't. So, the Vic uh, the Bears defense did a nice job on Dalvin Cook. 3.2 yards per carry, uh, 89 yards on 28 carries there. Uh, Montgomery wasn't doing too much in the running game. That also screwed me. I was playing against David Montgomery as well. Um with his receptions, 5 for 23. Komet had a nice day, 6 for 71. Um, Justin Jefferson caught a touchdown, only converting for 40% of his targets, though. Jesper Horstead at the end, a Hail Mary touchdown. Not a Hail Mary touchdown, but it was like 19 yards. Um, so, buzzer beater touchdown there. Defensively, I mean, take your pick <laughs> dj won him though the the winning side there eight tackles seven solos three sacks two tackles plus and four quarterback hits they were hitting justin fields all night the bears were hitting kirk cousins all night because his night was absolutely terrible besides the two touchdowns um i mean 87 yards is absolutely pitiful so uh akeem hicks the big piece for that uh, five tackles, four solos, two sacks, two tackles lost, and four QB hits. Vikings did cover, though, minus seven, under 47.5. They covered because the Bears went for two at after their last second touchdown and didn't get it. Tuesday night football, Eagles beating Washington 27-17. Jalen Hurts was masterful, 296 touchdown and a pick. Uh, ran for two more scores as well. Did fumble it once to shaky start for the Eagles, but they got it going in the second quarter on and um, relied on the running game. Miles Sanders, 18 carries, 131 yards, um, and two receptions for 15 yards. Still the most yards without scoring a touchdown this year. I believe he's up to 800-something. So... Uh, no running game at all for Washington. Antonio Gibson only had 1.7 yards per carry. Jared Patterson had 20 yards on four carries and a touchdown. Uh, biggest fantasy spike for Gibson was six receptions for 39 yards. Dallas Goddard was amazing as well. Seven for 135 on nine targets, which he would have scored. That would have helped me out. Um... McLaurin wasn't a big factor, but he's a leading receiver for Washington. Greg Ward scored a touchdown. And defensively, Fletcher Cox, three tackles, one solo, one and a half sacks, one tackle plus, and four QB hits. Vintage Fletcher Cox performance in this game. Eagles pushed at minus 10 over 39 and a half. Rams over the Seahawks, 20-10 to 10, the other game on Tuesday. Uh, Matthew Stafford, pretty, pretty good, 244, two touchdowns, did throw one interception. Uh, Russell Wilson, not so good, 156, one pick. Uh, Sony Michelle continues to be a, a great acquisition for the LA Rams. 18 carries, 92 yards, two receptions, 23 yards as well. 
TJ Dallas, the leading rusher for Seattle, oddly enough, 41 yards and a touchdown. Um, and Cooper Cup, man, Cooper Cup continues to dominate. Nine receptions, 136 yards, two touchdowns on 13 targets. Um, just outstanding performances every week for Mr. Cup there. Uh, DK Metcalf getting 12 targets, converting six for 52. And uh, defensively, Carlos Dunlap for the Seahawks. Four tackles, all of them solo. Three sacks, three tackles plus and three QB hits. Great pickup last year for Seahawks and John Schneider and GM. Rams covered minus seven, under 47. Last night, Thursday Night Football, Titans, 20-17 over the Niners. Jimmy Garoppolo, 322 touchdown, but he threw two picks. That was the biggest issue. That was the big talking point. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, 209, one touchdown, uh, three carries, 22 yards. Really, his tail two halves. Uh, Niners were up at halftime. I believe it was 10 nothing, And... Uh, the Titans just stormed back. I mean, it was crazy. And it was led by A.J. Brown, um, annoyingly enough. Him and Debo Samuel both had outstanding games. Debo, 9 for 159, 5 carries, 32 yards. A.J. Brown, 11 receptions, 145 yards, and a touchdown on 16 targets. They just they couldn't cover him. I mean, it was ridiculous. Um he was on my bench in our Dynasty League. Not that that matters because I'm out of the playoffs. Um, and the biggest issue I have with Debo and A.J. Brown both having big games is that one guy in the best ball league that I'm in the third round of the tournament in has both. So he has 65.9 points already. Not good. Especially when he ha he has the same players as me, uh, Justin Herbert, Jonathan Taylor, Mark Andrews. Um, looking for big performances from Aaron Jones and Cooper Cup uh, to offset those other three. So we'll we'll see if we can get it done. Another big performance by Tyler Boyd would be much appreciated too. Uh, Bengals running game not much to speak of for either team. Uh, McNichols with the best average there, 44.4 on 7 carries, 31 yards. And defensively, I am going with Samson Abukum for the Niners. Four tackles, three solos, one and a half sacks, one tackle for loss, and two QB hits. Titans plus three and a half, under 45. Alright, NCAA news. Just a couple things here. Texas A&M has pulled out of the Gator Bowl. Uh, they will be replaced by Rutgers. So, um, a checking Rutgers record here. A five and seven Rutgers team, so it makes sense. You know, gotta gotta go after the five and seven teams first, just to see if anyone's interested in playing Rutgers. Is they said so, they will get a chance to to get a sixth win. Um, more than likely, not going to get that against Wake Forest in the Gator Bowl. Um, also with A and M, uh, running back Isaiah Spiller and tight end Jalen Weidermeyer, they have both declared for the NFL draft. And the biggest talking point for NCAA football right now, college football playoff COVID policy that they put out, I am absolutely opposed to it. Uh, the fact that a team can win a national championship because of forfeits is absurd. Um, essentially what it is, like I said, uh, if one of the teams in the national championship or semifinal can't play because of COVID issues, they will forfeit, and the other team will win the national championship or win the semifinal and head to the national championship. Um, also, if there's a scenario where three of the four teams in the semifinals can't 
play because of COVID, the only other team left will be declared the national champion. And also, uh, if all four teams cannot play in the semifinals for some reason, or if both teams that make the national championship can't play because of COVID, it'll be vacated. The, the national championship will be vacated and, and they won't replay it. It, I think it's just stupid. Um, you know, let the kids play. Reschedule it if you have to. You you can't you can't just not play a national championship. That I think that's bad for the sport. Um, bad for the college football playoff. The look of it. So I don't know. That's just me though. Uh, NFL news, uh, the key dates were announced for the 2022-2023 league year. Uh, the one I have written down so far, free agency, March 16th, 2022, at 4 p.m. Eastern, day before St. Paddy's, um, which is good, kind of. <laughs> we'll be celebrating St. Paddy's and uh, learning about free agent moves. Uh, all right, let's get into the laundry list of COVID additions here to the COVID list. Uh, Steelers, offensive tackle Zach Banner, linebacker Marcus Allen, linebacker Devin Bush, running back Anthony McFarland. Jets, big outbreak there. Head coach Robert Sala, uh, running back Michael Carter, wide receiver Elijah Moore, guard Elijah Vera Tucker, defensive end John, John Franklin Myers, linebacker Blake Cashman, corner Lamar Jackson, Defensive back Ashton Davis, quarterback Joe Flacco, guard Laurent Duvernay Tardif, and if uh, Robert Sala is unable to go on Sunday, it will be tight ends coach Ron Middleton as the acting head coach there. Browns uh, corner Greg Newsom and center J.C. Treader, the NFL PA uh, president. Eagles, head coach Nick Sirianni, offensive tackle Raven Clark, defensive end Ryan Kerrigan. Um, if coach Sirianni is unable to go on Sunday, it will be passing game coordinator Kevin Petullo uh, as the acting head coach there. Texans, wide receiver Brandon Cooks, kicker Kaimi Fairbairn, linebacker Eric Wilson. Uh, Wilson is out. He is unvaccinated. Uh, defensive back Lonnie Johnson, safety Eric Murray. Center, Justin Britt. Office tackle, Titus Howard. All for the Texans there. Chargers running back, Austin Eckler. And wide receiver, Jalen Guyton. I believe Eckler is out. Um, Chiefs off the tackle, Mike Remmers. Cardinals punter, Andy Lee. Ravens defensive tackle, Justin Matabike. Uh, Seahawks tight end, Will Disley. Titans guard, Roger Saffold. Washington football team linebacker Cole Holcomb. Colts defensive end Kamoko Ture. Corner Rock Yassine. And guard Mark Lewinsky. Saints tight end Adam Troutman. Quarterbacks Trevor Simeon and Taysom Hill. And safety Malcolm Jenkins. This sets up uh, Ian Book, fourth round rookie out of Notre Dame, to start on Monday Night Football against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Vikings, running back Dalvin Cook. Bucks, wide receiver Jalen Darden, uh, their punt returner. Bears, defensive lineman Akeem Hicks. Panthers, guards uh, Dennis Daly and Pat Alfline. Cowboys, safety Malik Hooker. Broncos, center Lloyd Cushenberry. Jags, linebacker Josh Allen. And wide receiver LaVisca Chenault Jr. And the Bills, wide receiver Gabriel Davis. And offensive lineman Cody Ford. Some COVID list activations. Browns tight end Austin Hooper and head coach Kevin Stefanski. Chiefs wide receiver Josh Gordon. Washington football team quarterbacks Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen. Safety Cam Curl and corner Kendall Fuller. And the Bears quarterback Andy Dalton, which is big because Justin Fields has not been practicing with his ankle injury suffered on Monday Night Football. So we'll see Andy Dalton could possibly start this week. 
Washington football team, good for them. They get both their first and second string quarterbacks back, Taylor Heineke, to start this weekend. Uh, Pro Bowl rosters announced on Wednesday here. Get them pulled up. Um... So, on the ASC offensive side here, we had quarterbacks Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and Lamar Jackson. Running back Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon. Wide receiver Tyreek Hill, Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, and Keenan Allen. Tight ends Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey. Uh, offensive tackle, you had Rashawn, Rashawn Slater, Orlando Brown, and Deion Dawkins. Offensive guard, uh, yeah, Quentin Nelson, Joel Batonio, and Wyatt Teller. Centers, Corey Lindsley and Ryan Kelly. Fullback, Patrick Ricard for the Ravens. Um, defense, Browns, uh, defensive end, Browns, Miles Garrett, Raiders, Max Crosby, Bengals, Trey Hendrickson. Uh, D-Tackle, Colts, DeForest Buckner, Chiefs, Chris Jones, Steelers, Cam Hayward. Outside linebacker, uh, Steelers, TJ Watt, Chargers, Joey Bosa, Patriots, Matt Judon. Corner, uh, pa Patriots, J.C. Jackson, Dolphins, Zamian Howard, Browns, Denzel Ward, Colts, Kenny Moore. Free safety, Titans, Kevin Byard. Uh, strong safety, Chargers, Derwin James, Chiefs, Tyron Matthew. Special teams here, long snapper, Colts, Luke Rhodes. Punter, Raiders, AJ Cole. Kicker, uh, Ravens, Justin Tucker. Return specialist, Ravens, Devin DuVernay. Uh, special teamer, Patriots, Matthew Slater. All right, for the NFC, uh, quarterbacks, Packers, Aaron Rodgers, Bucks, Tom Brady, Cardinals, Kyler Murray. Running back, Vikings, James Cook, or Dalvin Cook, James Cook's at Georgia. Cardinals, James Conner, Saints, Alvin Kamara. Uh, wide receiver, Rams, Cooper Cup, Packers, Devontae Adams, Vikings, Justin Jefferson, Niners, Debo Samuel. Tight end, Niners, George Kittle, Falcons, Kyle Pitts. Uh... Offensive tackle, Niners, Trent Williams, Bucks, Tristan Wirfs, Cowboys, Tyron Smith. Guard, uh, Cowboys, Zach Martin, Washington football team, Brandon Sheriff, Bucks, Ali Marpet. Center, Eagles, Jason Kelsey, Bucks, Ryan Jensen. Fullback, Niners, Kyle's, Kyle Juszczyk. Defense. Uh, defensive end, Niners, Nick Bosa, Panthers, Brian Burns, Saints, Cam Jordan. Interior, D-line, Rams, Aaron Donald, Washington football team, Jonathan Allen. Packers, Kenny Clark. Outside linebacker, Cardinals, Chandler Jones. Bears, Robert Quinn. Bucks, Shaq Barrett. Corner, Cowboys, Trevon Diggs. Rams, Jalen Ramsey. Eagles, Darius Slay. Saints, Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, free safety, Seahawks, Quadre Diggs, strong safety, Cardinals, Buda Baker, Vikings, Harrison Smith. Uh, special teams, long snapper, Falcons, Josh Harris, punter, Cowboys, Brian Anger, kicker, Rams, Matt Gay, return specialist, uh, Bears, Jakeem Grant, and special teamer, Saints, JT Gray. <clears throat> Those are the Pro Bowl rosters there. Um, some injuries, some IR stuff. The Panthers placed kicker Zane Gonzalez on IR. He has a quad injury done for the year. Uh, they claimed kicker Liram Hajrulahu off of waivers to be their new kicker for the last four games. Uh, last three games. 
Bucks, they placed running back Leonard Fournette and linebacker Levante David on IR, both uh, out until the playoffs. Steelers designating guard Kevin Dotson to return from IR. Big get back for them as they try to make the playoffs. Jags designated tight end Dan Arnold to return from IR. I'm happy uh, for my best ball team for that aspect there, especially playing the Jets this week. Rams, big get back for them. Designated running back Cam Akers to return. Torres Achilles uh, in the summer during workouts and uh, could possibly be back for the playoffs for the LA Rams. Texans, they designated wide receiver Danny Amendola and defensive end Demarcus Walker to return from IR. Washington is getting their kicker back. Designated kicker Joey Sly to return from IR as well. So we have some playoff clinching scenarios here. Uh, for the AFC, the Chiefs will win the AFC West with a win and a Chargers loss or a tie and a Chargers loss. Uh, they will clinch a berth with a win, a tie and a Bills loss, a tie and a Colts loss, or a tie and a Cincinnati-Baltimore no tie. Um... The Patriots will clinch the AFC East with a win and a Dolphins loss. Uh, they clinch a playoff berth with a multitude of scenarios. A win and a Raiders and Chargers losses. A win, a Colts and Bengals losses. Win, Colts, Ravens, Steelers losses. Win, Colts, Chargers losses. And uh, win, Ravens, Browns, Steelers losses. The Titans they went in it. They won last night, so uh, their scenario, the rest of their scenarios are, um, they will clinch the AFC South with a Colts loss tomorrow against the Cardinals. Uh, they will clinch a playoff berth with Dolphins, Bills, Broncos, Browns, and uh, either a Steelers or a Ravens loss. This is all for the AFC. Flipping over to the NFC here. Uh, the Cardinals have seven different scenarios to clinch a playoff berth. Uh, easiest one, win. You win against the Colts, you're in as a, as a playoff berth there. If they don't win, though, they still can clinch one with an Eagles loss. Uh, Eagles and Vikings losses. Eagles and Saints losses. Uh, a Vikings loss. Vikings and Saints losses. Or a Saints loss. Uh, the Cowboys, they can clinch it. Uh, they already clinched the playoff berth last night with a Niners loss. Uh, they can clinch the NFC East with a win uh, or an Eagles loss. Or if they clinch at least a tie in strength of victory tiebreaker over the Eagles. Um, the Rams, they will clinch a playoff berth with a win against um, the Vikings. Or with uh, Eagles and Saints losses, they will be in. The Bucks they clinch the NFC South with a win or a Saints loss. Uh, they clinch a playoff berth with Vikings and Eagles losses, Vikings and Cowboys, a Vikings loss and a Cowboys win, or uh, a Vikings loss and the Cowboys clinch at least a tie and strength of victory tiebreaker over the Eagles. So there are two teams in. Packers have clinched the NFC North, and the Cowboys clinched a playoff berth last night. Yeah. So, um, injury news here, though. Panthers, they are going to start quarterback Cam Newton. Uh, but Sam Darnold apparently is going to play sometime against the Bucks. Interesting note there. Uh, the Lions... Likely going to start either Tim Boyle or David Blau at quarterback uh, with Jared Goff on the COVID list. Highly unlikely, head coach Dan Campbell said to play. Ravens, uh, they are likely going to start Tyler Huntley again in a first place deciding AFC North battle against the Bengals. Huntley's played well. Uh, Lamar Jackson's still dealing with that ankle injury. The Chiefs, they are going to start Elliot Fry at kicker. Harrison Bucker out on the COVID list, so Elliot Fry will be the kicker against the Steelers this week. 
Uh, Washington football team corner William Jackson. He has a rare Achilles sprain. Um, did not tear it. So, see how long he has to be out. Um, the Raiders, safety Jonathan Abram. He will undergo season-ending shoulder surgery. He is done for the year there. Been playing through the injury all year. Uh, but the doctors defi finally decided to say it's time to shut you down. Uh, the Browns, they waived punter Jamie Gillen. Interesting move there. The quote-unquote Scottish hammer uh, Jamie Gillen um, was on the COVID list and then got waived. So see where he goes. And then the Saints... They just signed quarterback Blake Bortles to be the backup to Ian Book for Monday Night Football, dealing with COVID issues uh, for Trevor Simeon and Taysom Hill. All right, let's get into picks standings here. So last week we all did the same, six and five, everyone around. Um, reason for that was that Chris got his lone wolf wrong. Uh, he picked Oregon State over Utah State. But he got his second one right, North Dakota State over James Madison, so they canceled each other out. All went 6-5 and five last week for college football. Anyways, so Mark's still eight games back. I'm still an atrocious 19 games back. Great job. Still not, I'm still not at 300 wins, so that's cool. Um, the There's only one game. One game in between our two shows this week. And it is the Tax Act Camellia Bowl on Christmas Day. Georgia State against Ball State. Uh, I didn't get any Chris's picks today yet, so we'll have them um, in the pick standings next week um, on Friday. But, anyways, uh, Georgia State, Ball State. Mark and I both going Ball State here. Uh, I just believe in Drew Plitt. Georgia State's been a tough out all year. But, again, I'm going with the quarterback. Drew Plitt has been really good for Ball State his entire career. And I think the Cardinals can get it done um, in the Camellia Bowl here. Here's the FCS playoff bracket. As you know, uh, Montana State against North Dakota State in the National Championship January 8th in Frisco, Texas. That is at 12 p.m. Eastern. NFL pick standings. Uh, yes, I won the week. I moved up into second place uh, over Chris. So that's cool. Uh, really great week for myself. I was 2-0 and on... Uh, Lone Wolves got the Colts right against the Patriots on Saturday last week, and I got the Steelers right over the Texans or the Titans. Uh, Mark his two Lone Wolves. He got the Jags wrong against the Texans, but he did get the Bengals right over the Broncos. So I am one game back. Chris is two games back. It's a tight race in the NFL pick standings. So here we go, uh, Packers hosting the Browns tomorrow. Um, yeah, Packers 7.5 point favorites. You know, it's tough. Baker Mayfield's going to be back for this game, I believe. And uh, they should have most of their players back. Anyways, head coach Kevin Stefanski will be there. So... I don't know. The the Packers are just too playing too well right now. Aaron Rodgers is on one. Uh, I hate that people are saying he's the MVP because he's not. Jonathan Taylor is, but we'll get to that next game. But I don't know. I, the Aaron Rodgers should should shred the Browns defense. I think, and um, hopefully Aaron Jones gets a lot of work in this game. I need you. I need you, Aaron Jones. So. Over-under is 45.5. I am going under. 27-17, a Packers win. 
That is 4.30 on Fox and NFL Network. Colts at the Cardinals. Yeah, Mark and I are on the Colts. We'll have to see what Chris goes on. Um, but cards are one-point favorites against the Colts here. And, you know, I'm, I'm riding it. I'm riding Jonathan Taylor. I'm trying to ride him to fantasy league wins, best ball league wins, uh, everything wins. So, Jonathan Taylor, have yourself another day, another night, I should say, in the desert. And uh, go beat the Cardinals. Stay in the AFC South hunt. Keep putting pressure on the Titans. And, uh, yeah, go go get it, man. I'm a big believer in the Colts right now. Over-under is 49, and I am going under. Colts defense is the difference, though. Um, they're going to run the ball, and they're going to play defense. 8-15 on NFL Network. All right, Sunday, 1 p.m. games here. Giants at the Eagles. Mark and I are on the Eagles. Um, I believe Chris would be too. But, uh, yeah, Philly has been outstanding. They're, you know, running for like 200 yards a game right now. And really good. I think it's going to be completely different than the first game. The first game, the Eagles were kind of in disarray. Um, Jalen Hurts got injured in that game. No Daniel Jones for the Giants. And it could be Jake Fromm in his first career start against Darius Slay and Co. So I don't I don't have any confidence in the Giants. Um it's a divisional game, but it is in Philly, which I think gives the Eagles a boost. Over under is forty and a half. And I'm actually going over. I think the Giants I think the Eagles score a bunch. Bucks at the Panthers. We're all going to be on the Bucks. Chris isn't going to pick the Panthers. Uh, yeah, Tom. I I feel bad for my Panthers because Tom Brady. I think is going to have a a day in this game. I think he's going to come out pissed off about the Saints game and throw for four touchdowns and three hundred yards. Um. I'm not saying the Panthers' defense is incapable of stopping Tom Brady, but this is the first time they're playing this year, and we'll, we'll have to see. Uh, it's it's in Carolina, which is good for them, but I don't see it happening. Over under is forty two and a half, and uh, yeah, over. Like I said, the Bucks I think are going to come out swinging, so. Lions at the Falcons. Now, this is interesting. I originally had a Lions logo up there. But then I learned that golf wasn't going to play. So I couldn't pick the Lions with Tim Boyle or David Blau starting for Detroit. Uh, otherwise, I loved the Lions as an underdog this week. Um, but just cannot do it against Matt Ryan. Um the inability to score off to score points on offense will be a big issue for Detroit in this game. They might get back DeAndre Swift, which could boost whoever is at quarterback. I hope they do. Again, for my best ball league, I I need DeAndre Swift back, and um, I have him in a couple other leagues too. But I'm not in the playoffs in those ones that I have him. So, please, DeAndre Swift, play play in this game. I need you, need you, bud. The over-under in this game is 43, and I am going, let's see, under. It's a, it's going to be an intriguing under, I think. Um, the defenses will surprise you. Lions defense has been playing very well as of late. AFC North up for first place, up for grabs in this game. Ravens at the Bengals. Bengals already beat them once. And uh, Adi Kinkobala had a interesting tweet the other day about uh, this game. The Bengals swept the Steelers, and they could sweep the Ravens with this game. So the first time 
since I think she said 2009, I believe it was, for the Bengals to sweep both the Ravens and the Steelers in a season. Uh, I could be wrong, but I believe it was 2009. Regardless, that was back when uh, Carson Palmer was the quarterback, Chad Johnson was the number one wide receiver, and Cedric Benson, the running back there for Cincinnati. So, Mark and I are on the Bengals, though. I, I think that Joe Burrow can get it done. Um, you know, they're coming off big win in Denver. And the Bang- the Ravens are beat up. I mean, they got guys on COVID. They got injuries. They, It's all coming around to them. They've lost two games by one point based off two-point conversion misses. Interestingly enough to vote to Mark Andrews. And the thing is, the, the thing is, I, I love Tyler Huntley and what he's been doing. I hate that he's on the Ravens, but he's been playing very well, and it should be a shootout in Cincinnati, and I just think that the Bengals have a more healthy team and uh, the better roster at this point. So give me Joey B. Over-under is 45. I'm going over. Like I said, I think it's a shootout. Shootout in Cincy. NFC playoff implications here. Rams at the Vikings. Vikings coming off a potentially season-saving win over the Bears in Chicago on Monday night. Rams coming off a win at home over the Seahawks on Tuesday night. Mark and I are on his Rams here. And I believe most people would be. Uh, you know, the Vikings looked pitiful on on Monday night against the Bears' defense. And I think that no Dalvin Cook for the Vikings uh, makes it a little bit easier. Now, Ma- Alexander Madison isn't a scrub, but um, I think they'll be able to shut down Justin Jefferson uh, when Jalen Ramsey lines up against him. So give me the L.A. Rams. Give the LA Rams the NFC West division. Because if they win, Cardinals lose, they will be in first place. Over-under is 49, and I'm going under. I don't I don't have trust in the Vikings to score enough against the Rams defense. Massive AFC East showdown here. First place on the line again. Uh, Patriots got him in Buffalo last time, throwing only three times with Mac Jones. Mark and I are on the Bills, though. Uh, yeah, Bills got a massive win last week over the Panthers. They're playing well. Issues, Cole Beasley, Gabriel Davis, both more than likely out. Cody Ford on the offensive line could be out as well. I think they have to run Josh Allen. You have to use Josh Allen's legs in this game in order to run. Uh, and they have to find 14. Stephon Diggs has to be the, the number one target like he should be. Um, Dawson Knox going to have to step up as well. Emmanuel Sanders could be back for this game, which would be massive with the other two receivers out. Um, so hopefully they can get Emmanuel Sanders back. I just think the Bills have to have this one. It's a must-win to stay in the race, and um, yeah, take back first place, Buffalo. Over/under is forty-three and a half, and I mean the under hit last time, so possibly under again. I guess I don't know pretty low kind of anyways Jags at Jets this is a fantastic game uh Mark's rolling with me on this game I'm on the Jets uh, I'm sure sure Chris will be on his Jets as well it dropped one and a half points I don't know why probably because Robert Sala's out probably because they have all these other guys out Elijah uh Elijah Vera Tucker Elijah Moore you know, they have uh, Michael Carter on COVID, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif, Joe Flacco, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
I just think Zach Wilson's good enough with Corey Davis, Jameson Crowder, and Co. Tevin Coleman. Um, they can get it done against the Jags. Um, even without those guys and possibly no Robert Sala as well, I, I think they're good enough um, and that they their defense is good enough that they can play against Trevor Lawrence. So no LaVisca Chenault for the Jags in this game. Missing one of their big weapons. Marvin Jones will have to be even more involved. James Robinson on the ground as well. The over-under here is 41 and a half. Um, give me the under. I think both defenses play well here. Even though no Josh Allen for the Jags as well. Chargers at the Texans here. Chargers getting 10 points. Um, yeah, the Bolts should should blow out the Texans in Houston. They're playing well right now. Justin Herbert, I need you, bud. Score 30 points for me. No Austin Eckler in this game. Justin Jackson should be fantasy relevant. Um, so give me the Herbert to Keenan Allen connection, though. A lot, a lot, a lot. And... Um, Texans, nice win last week, but it was against uh, the Jags. So, yeah. The over-under here is 46, and I am going over. Actually, no. No, no, no. Give me the under. Chargers defense shuts down the Texans. The only 405 game we got this week, Bears at the Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks getting six and a half here. Key number there under a touchdown. Um, so, Chicago didn't look terrible against the Vikings. Uh, I mean, their offensive line was absolutely atrocious. I think Carlos Dunlap wreaks havoc just like he did against the Rams and uh, sacks Justin Fields or Andy Dalton, whoever it is at quarterback. Um, for the Bears. Traveling all that way to Seattle is going to be tough. And I think the Bears are kind of... They compete, and it's it's just not enough. This is a game with two terrible teams in a downward spiral. So, But give me the Seahawks. Give me the better quarterback, I guess. Over-under is 42.5. I am going... Under. <laughs> Under 42.5. No Akeem Hicks for this game for the Bears as well. That'll be tough. 425 game Steelers at the Chiefs. Yes, I'm I'm probably lone wolfing the Steelers again. Look, I'm going to lone wolf the Steelers probably the, the rest of the season until they're officially out of the playoffs or until they make the playoffs. They just, they're in win-now mode. It's playoff game every week for the Steelers right now. They can't afford to lose. Uh, you know, 10-6-1 can get you in. I'm not sure if 9-7-1 gets you in in the AFC. So, almost a must-win-out scenario. Chiefs have some guys out right now. You know, no Bucker for them, kicking-wise. No Mike Remmers at tackle. You know, possibly... Uh, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey could both be out. Uh, they haven't cleared yet, so I'm hoping that the Steelers can do it um, in Kansas City. If anything, I like the eight and a half for Pittsburgh. That's that's what I like uh, at the very least. But I think they have to win. Big Ben's got to do what Big Ben does in the second half every game. So. Over-under is 45. Give me the over. Broncos at the Raiders. This is a pick em. Uh, And Mark and I are picking the Raiders. <laughs> Look, they won last week. Broncos didn't. They're at home. Uh, again, it's it's a must-win from here on out for the Raiders. For the Broncos, too. I mean, both are 7-7. Seven and seven. They're both right there. So... Uh, but I like the Raiders, Derek Carr, uh, Hunter Renfro, and Co. Get get back to throwing to Renfro. Drew Locke's gonna start this game for Denver, 
And I, you know, I've soured on my Drew Locke hype from last year, and uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the home team here and hope that they win. <laughs> over under is forty one. Uh, that is very low for this game. I think it goes over, even with a good Broncos defense. Sunday Night Football, we have Washington at the Cowboys. Uh, yeah, we're all in the Cowboys. How can we have any confidence in Washington right now? Uh, they're essentially out. I mean, they're only one game back now. But still, they have a lot of hurdles to cover to get over if they want to make the playoffs now. Uh, Cowboys essentially just need this. Um, Cowboys can win the NFC East with the win here, so I think they get it done. Uh, I hate to say that, but it's in Dallas. Washington's bringing their own benches like they like the Cowboys did in Washington, so maybe that boosts up. Uh, it's good to see Taylor Heineke back for Washington. That'll give him a chance. I just don't know if the defense has enough pieces uh, to stop Dak Prescott, who has been in a slu- in, in, uh, in a in a rut. Um, a struggle rut, um, but we'll have to see. Let's we'll see how it pans out here. No William Jackson, Landon Collins, and Cam Curl, or no, Cam Curl got activated. So they have Cam Curl and Kendall Fuller back, but no Landon Collins and William Jackson more than likely for Washington defense here. So Cowboys offense, I think, gets it done. Their defense is very good too right now, so. Over under is 47. I'm going under. It's a divisional battle. It's a Sunday night football game. I don't think it's going to be an offensive explosion. Best bets, uh, one and two last week. I got, uh, the only one I got right was the Cowboys minus 10.5 at the Giants. Um, I lost on the Packers minus six and a half at the Ravens again, covering the entire game, and then just screwed up in the end. Um, and then horribly wrong, the Bucks minus eleven against the Saints, absolutely terrible, nine nothing there for the Saints. But here we go, got them once again this week, week sixteen, best bets. Eagles minus ten at the Giants. I'm going back to the Giants. Well, again, it could be Jake Fromm's first career start. Uh, if it's not Mike Glennon, I know they're talking about switching quarterbacks there. So, give me the Eagles minus ten at uh, against the Giants. That's home. That's home against the Giants. Um, and then I had the Lions here, but like I said, I can't trust them without Jared Goff. So I switched it to the LA Rams minus three at the Vikings. I think that's a low enough number they can cover that easily. And then the Chargers minus 9.5 at the Texans. Got that one earlier in the week. It's now 10.5, so I think they can cover either or. Uh, it's in Houston, but the Chargers are good enough um, to win that game and cover your spread for you. NFL lock standings. We all went 1-0 once again last week. Uh, Chris was on the Packers. They beat the Ravens by 1. And then Mark and I were on the Niners who uh, took down the... Who did the Niners beat last week? Falcons. Who beat the Falcons last week? Yes. Yeah, the Niners beat the Falcons. So, uh, this week, Mark is on the Eagles. I forgot to write, I forgot to put that one in there. Um, I'm on the Packers, though. You know, I am believing that the Packers will get it done against the Browns tomorrow on Christmas. And, uh, yeah, I, I just think Aaron Rodgers is too good right now. And he shouldn't win the MVP. Maybe he looks bad and... His MVP stock drops a little bit, so Jonathan Taylor's can rise. Um, that would be cool. But also win the game, Aaron. And uh, 
give Aaron Jones all the touches you can. So. But yeah, Mark's on the Eagles against the Giants. Or no, he, he switched. Uh, he switched, I forgot. He can't be on the Eagles because they are a 10.5 point favorite. Uh, so, I think he is rolling with me on the Packers as well. Dog standings, yeah. Chris is down now. Mark took over the top spot in a tie, technically. But he had the better record last week, 2-0. I went 2-0 as well. Chris 0-2 drops down to second. 18-14 uh, for, for each of them. I am now just three games back. I'm getting there. I'm getting closer to those two. So, uh, Chris lost on the Patriots plus 2.5 at the Colts. Um, I got the Texans plus four and a half at the Jags right, and then Mark got the Bengals plus three at the Broncos right. Dogs of the week this week. Um, yeah, I am on the Steelers plus eight and a half at the Chiefs. Again, I had the Lions here, but I, I switched it to the Steelers now, so hopefully Pittsburgh can get it done for me. Like I said, I expect them to at least cover if they can't win outright. I think 8.5 is more than enough for them to cover. Um, so, give me at least one win, Steelers. That would be cool. If you can get two, thank you as well. I think Mark is on the Ravens. Uh, possibly. I cannot recall what his text said. I don't have a phone, so I have to check my messages on my computer instead my phone got crushed uh <laughs> right as i was about to leave milwaukee so um so he is on the bills bills plus two and a half at the patriots that is who mark is on for his dog of the week all right, next week, next Friday, we will be back. It will be New Year's Eve, uh, or New yeah, New Year's Eve. We'll be doing a, a another morning show on New Year's Eve before the drinking starts. Uh, we'll be recapping the Monday Night Football game, Dolphins at the Saints. Intriguing game there. Ian Book's first start. We'll talk about that more on the Monday show. Um, then we'll be recapping all of the bowl games throughout the week. Um, no Thursday night games left for the NFL season. So we'll preview all the Week 17 matchups and uh, get you prepped for the weekend and the new year. Um, don't forget to follow us on all our social media at FAA Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. FAAPodcast.com is our website. Check us out here on YouTube, uh, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio as well. Y'all have a very Merry Christmas, and we will see you back here on Monday.